The economies of Senegal and Uganda advance, cocoa prices slump, and an in-depth look at the East African Common External Tariff. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. The East African community decided to adopt a 35% as the fourth band top rate for the East African Common External Tariff, which took effect on 1st of July 2022. Goods covered by this rate include textiles and garments, cotton, leather products, iron and steel, furniture, meat and dairy products, paints, ceramic products, and headgear. John Bosco Kalisa, the CEO of the East Africa Business Council, joins us for this episode. Can you expound on the East Africa Community Common External Tariff and the new fourth band that has come into effect? A common external tariff is one of the instruments uh, under Customs Union. Uh, it is a, a trade policy instrument uh, that is geared towards uh, promotion of uh, industrialization, uh, value addition, and job creation. So when the Customs Union uh, was initiated in 2005, one of the instruments to protect the local industries was a common external tariff. The countries agreed to agreed uh, on a, uh, a three-band structure. Uh, the, 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 the 0% which uh, catered for raw materials and capital goods, uh, 10% for intermediate uh, goods, and 25% for final goods. So during the implementation of the customs union, uh, we realized that uh, the, um, the the current C band structure does not take into consideration some of the uh, or some of the items, some of the of the products, and the, uh, our twenty five band structure did not uh, meet the objectives uh, that were enshrined under customs union. Uh, such objectives include, uh, as I mentioned, promotion of industrialization, value addition. Uh, trade creation, job creation, uh, rural development, food security. So there was a lot of what we call uh, trade uh, trade deflection, trade diversion, eh? and ab- abuse of uh, 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 the instrument, the customs union instruments, uh, which uh, necessitated what we call a state of application. When you look at uh, from 205, uh, the state of, of application was 199, but currently we are almost reaching uh, 1,000. That means the customs union uh, instrument was diluted. It was no longer serving the region. It was no longer serving its purpose. So there was a review that was uh, uh, um, uh, commissioned by the Council of the Ministers in charge of trade, industrialization, investment, uh, to look at the, the current uh, band, three-band structure. So during the review, we realized that some the, uh, we, we reviewed all the tariffs, eh, about uh, 5,600 uh, products, tariff lines. So under the review, we identified uh, 462 products that the region has sufficient production capacity and need to be pushed to a force band structure so that you are able to protect, uh, protect your regional industries, your infant industry to grow. So uh, those some of those products were like wood, uh, uh, paper, um, uh, meat, meat and uh, meat-related products. The, the, the products that really 
and our the fast more fast moving consumer goods and even steel uh, steel related product those are products that the, the region has sufficient production capacity so that warrant that which warranted the protection eh? so those are some of the products that we pushed under force band structure which is 35% so through engagement consultation with the with the minister of trade minister of finance and uh we uh with the consultant presenting and uh making a a, a case so the the, the ministers of uh, finance and trade agreed that uh, those products are really available within the region in terms of quality uh, in terms of quantity so we need to protect those products so those are the products that we pushed at uh under force band structure which is 35% a higher rate than it, the the original rate of 25% what impact will the tariff have on East African trade? And does it also factor in the Africa continental free trade area? It affects the market in terms of uh, boosting intra-regional trade. So both at the ESC level, our intra-regional trade was declining because we're not promoting our regionally produced product. So that, that's coming in place means that, that uh, we are promoting East African products. And that's a boost. So we expect that the intra-regional trade will grow from current level of 15% to around 25%. So that, that is one. Second to that is the, the warfare implication, the consumer. Eh? Those products are also, given that they are produced within the region, we expect that the prices eh, will remain stable. And it is one of the resilience uh, instruments, eh, given the effect of, uh, of uh, other external shocks. So we look into that, that uh, uh, now our, uh, the, 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 the locally produced uh, products can uh, be accessible in the market at a cheaper, at a higher quality and at affordable prices. Then it, it resonates the same as the as as CFTA, Continental Free Trade Area, because the, 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 the rationale, the intention of uh, Continental Free Trade is to boost the uh, African, continent, uh, African intra-regional trade which is also currently at a very low level at 17 17%, and the expectation is to grow that to 52%. So that is one of the instruments as, as the CFTA is, is built under, under strong risks. It means that what ES is doing feeds perfectly into the continental free trade area uh, because what we need to do under CFTA is to promote uh, African-produced product. Eh? Buy Africa, build Africa. The same slogan is, 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 is being uh, uh, promoted. So that is, a, that is a perfect fit into the CFTA. There is a worry that protection of industries using this tariff system will drive away foreign direct investments. Is this a sentiment that has been looked into? That also promotes the investment. It promotes the East African investment because those products, uh, the investors have interest in the, in the market, the growing market of East Africa. Currently with DRC coming on board, we are talking about a market of 300 uh, million. So that gives a boost to whoever wants to invest, is invest, investing in those sectors that are, be, are being protected, that are being promoted. Uh, yesterday I was in a roofing, uh, uh, one of the, 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 the factory here in Uganda, uh, and the, what they are doing, they are making expansion, targeting the, the regional markets, target, targeting DRC, targeting um, uh, Rwanda, targeting Burundi, targeting the CFTA. So their expansion drive Relates, it resonates very well with what uh, uh, what we are doing under the CET. 
So the the, the investors, uh, the invest appetite is, uh, is 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 promoted or is stimulated by the market, by the growing market. So to me, it is an instrument even to attract more investment in the region. And again, when you look at the, the among the eight lakes recognized by African Union, ESC is ahead of other lakes. It's doing better than other lakes because. We are very serious in terms of deepening our customs union, deepening our common market protocol. Will this tariff see any revisions to it any time in the future? If so, under what circumstances? Generally, we under negotiation, we put a caveat that once is, uh, we, we, we find that uh, it, there is a threat in terms of the, the price, there is an effect in terms of uh, trade diversion uh, principles, then we can review and, uh, and, 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 and draw it down. But the core is that, uh, again, it call to the manufacturers uh, within the region, industrialists, that they need to boost their production because now they are protected, they are safeguarded. They need to up, up their games in terms of increasing production, uh, not only producing, but also producing high-quality products that are required by our, our consumer. The East African community members have been using non-tariff barriers as a weapon of choice to protect their industries. With this new tariff bond in place, will we see increased NTBs across the community. My, my visit to a different factory, the issues of NTBs kept on coming. That uh, And the, the level of the summer level of protection uh, is, is, is emerging, eh? uh, which, is, uh, uh, which is not a, a good thing under the customs union because the act is very clear eh? that partner states need to refrain from imposing new NTBs, especially for regionally produced product. So what we need to do at the ABC to deepen our sensitization and awareness, and also what we are, uh, the members are saying, we need to, uh, to revive and develop our trade remedy committee so that they are, they are sanctioned to, for, to those countries that are imposing new NTBs because it is very clearly uh, stipulated under customs union that countries should refrain from uh, introducing NTB that hampers intra-regional trade. So, uh, but uh, I'm happy to say that there is a political will and commitment given that the endorsement comes from the high level, that there are no new NTBs that will be introduced to hamper the, this new, uh, new baby in the block. What are the trade volume projections for the East Africa community with the common external tariff in place? Regional trade is going to double. With the removal of NTBs, especially I've been advocating for a green rain for regional produced products shouldn't be subjected to hassles, administrative hurdles, eh? So once those hurdles are removed, the intra-regional trade is going to grow from current level of 18% to 40% within a five-year period. So that is the expectation. And also it will increase the diversification of our products. It will attract more investment. It will also give our consumer confidence that we can produce those high-quality products within the region. Why should we be importing meat from China or fish from China? Eh? That's a paradox on my side, eh? We have the capacity, we have all the, our decks, we have our uh, rivers, but we have not exploited the economies of scale. And that is the message I want to convey to the public that uh, let's exploit our comparative and competitive advantage as EAC. It is, we are well endowed with resources, but because of these NTBs, we have not exploited maximally the, 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 the comparative and competitive advantage. And that's what we are doing as a African Business Council to raise awareness to our investors, to our governments that the NTBs are not helping the region to grow. They are not they are helping the region to address poverty-related issues. So we can only grow our region, grow prosperity in this region once we, we collaborate, once we cooperate, once we remove those 
unnecessary NTBs to trade. That was John Bosco Kalisa, the CEO of the East Africa Business Council. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. The economy of Senegal advanced by 5.2% from a year earlier in the first quarter of 2022, following a downwardly revised 7.6% rise in the previous period. Output growth slowed further in both services and secondary activities. Meanwhile, primary activities rebounded. On a seasonally adjusted quarterly basis, the GDP fell by 2.2%. Zambia's annual inflation rate decelerated for the 11th straight month to 9.7% in June of 2022 from 10.2% in the previous month. The last time the country's inflation rate was under 10% was in August 2019. Prices slowed further for both food and non-food products, largely due to a stronger quarter. On a monthly basis, consumer prices were up 0.9% following a 0.8% increase in the previous month. The economy of Uganda advanced by 5.9% year-on-year in the first quarter of 2022, following an upwardly revised 7.6% rise in the previous three-month period. It's the fifth consecutive quarter of economic expansion after the pandemic-induced recession driven by the agriculture sector, with robust growth recorded in all sub-activities. Industry also expanded solidly, mainly on account of mining. Meanwhile, it was observed a pronounced slowdown in the services activity as strong growth in information and communication, professional, scientific and technical and transport and storage was partly offset by a sharp decline in accommodation and food services. And a quick look at the markets. Cocoa futures on the International Commodity Exchange slumped to $2,265 per ton at the start of the third quarter, the lowest in almost a year, weighed down by fears about looming recession and soaring inflation, as well as improved crop prospects in top producer Ivory Coast. Weak economic data in the U.S. gave strength to expectations that aggregate demand has also started to fall, and during periods of hardships, Spending usually falls the most on non-essential and luxury goods such as cocoa products. Additionally, Barry Calbo has halted production at its Belgium site, the world's largest chocolate factory, due to the discovery of salmonella in chocolate lots. On the supply side, previous concerns about sluggish output in top growers were offset by reports of plentiful rains, which should augur well for a strong start to the October-March crop season. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial. And you can find me at Wikidon.